0: No
1: it's, no, it's fine. If you
0: put it over there, it's going to no. make us static. What's that? If you open it up both, it'll make it static. Okay. okay.
2: We'll make static oh, All right.
0: See what happens. You know, you could put the earphones up near here. I think
2: here. what happened was, uh, Harab, the mm. mic, uh, the phone is too close to the mic. Right.
0: We we get... Uh, all right. Well, that's why, I, that's why I put it over here. Not to create that. Uh, no, no,
2: no. You want to try the other way? Yeah. Try it. If right. he doesn't hear you, I'll tell you. The way was before, was okay. The other phone wasn't there then, before. Oh, you have two phones
0: now? Yes. I'll yes. Well, see your phone for a second. Okay. Are we calling
2: California?
0: What? No. Uh, oh. What's that? Oh, no. So, because they say sometimes when I turn to this side, they didn't uh, and the phone was here they didn't pick it all up we have to get video all out right. there. what's that?
2: we have to hook up a video We're we over there? there. Sure. Yeah. not a big deal no,
0: no it right. isn't right?
2: really? Uh, why not? What's the, it's you know yeah what's wrong we can you know, to watch from California shows from Hollywood <laughs> I'm serious from England okay <clears throat> Nope. I know
1: yeah. He spoke uh, to the satellite. Right. I have. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, we are on. About, uh, uh, by the way, the we the are on finish
0: of the uh, of the session. I I told you. I told, him, I told him so, that. Here, you. Know? Right. <laughs> uh, uh. Listen,
2: I, I didn't mean anything nasty. It was a, it was a compliment.
0: Uh, we are You're here. Piroli? Okay. All right. I want to touch a little on uh, on the uh, aspect of Moshe Ubet Meshichin because to really understand what he is saying here uh, would require a little information we can't go through all of it that probably would take us I think it, I gave a lecture on this in Israel it took us about two years so well, I, we'll just kind of try to take the highlights from it. All right?
1: We're in a different
0: direction. No. Yes, in Bereishit, But this is related to... Uh, this is where he discusses what does Meshach ben David mean and what does Meshach ben Yosef mean. Uh This is in Bereshit, uh, page uh, Resh Gimel, which is 203. uh Aleph. Bereshit uh, Aleph. Beish le'evin. We have to understand, in Inyan Bet Meshichin Halalu, <coughs> the, this aspect of the two Mashiach, Mahu, Umahefresh benem And what is the difference between them? Eno yicholim ligalot zulat acha nishmat moshe? Now you see, this was not even mentioned, where we had gone right into the Mashiach becoming revealed in the Galilee, Galilee, and and that's it, right? Now he's telling us that something else has to take place before, which means there must be first revealed Nishmat Moshe. Now, we have learned in Kabbalah at least, or, or those familiar with the material world, which we are not that really familiar with, is that and the Shema cannot be revealed unless it's accompanied with a with body. a body, right? And so he says, "Zulat acha Gilui Neshmat Moshe." Moshe already is not here. But I, I should throw in immediately to tell you, and I don't want to reconcile it now. But according to the Zohar, Moshe never died. Moshe never died. He's still around, and I indicate that in in the star connection. That he always comes back to visit. In fact, with his own spacecraft, and uh, those who can see it, see it. But before the Mashiach can be revealed, there must first be a Gilui of Nishmat Moshe. ki misipat harachamim bedin. In other words, this aspect of rejection, which is midat arachamim, shahalchut behabina, malchut becomes inclusive of bina. What is bina? Bina is a hafat chesed, the desire, the intelligence, the energy, intelligence of sharing. Malchut, which is the desire to receive, cannot really function as a circuit of energy. Provided it also takes on, it takes on an aspect of rachamim. Because what is malchut? The desire to receive. That's its primary function, its primary energy intelligence. And that seems to be what the world is about. Ratzon le'kabel, the desire to receive. Which actually motivates most people in the world. When that happens, when that happens, the the essence of, there's a transformation of malchut, a transformation, meaning that for whatever reason and transformations take place in people, something happens, and she no longer resembles Malchut. Is that strange to us? No. How many times we have um, found people we knew, and we say, oh, he's a changed person. What are they talking about? He looks different. Sometimes he could look different, looks haggard and so on. But basically, when we use the term there's a transformation, there's a change. We're talking about someone who's undergone an internal energy intelligence. He's different, good, bad, whatever, but he's different. Malchut, before anything can happen, before anything can happen, and he didn't tell us yet what's happening, but before things will happen, there must Malchut must undergo this kind of transformation. And because of Misi malchut Nehle Ka Mamlachot and he's revealing now to us that there is in essence two kinds of Malchut not one but two kinds of Malchut. One is ulamala Ulamalahi Oheleya Vuamit is Kassia U Misham Nimshach Mashiach Ben David. Ah. Here he is revealing for us the aspect of two mamlachot. There is the one that is referred to in kabbalistic coded terminology, the upper triad, the Magen David, has two parts. What are the two parts? One deals with hidden energy forces of which most people cannot connect. Like, can you imagine putting a bulb into a generating station? You know, into the power station. It can't work. You know how many transformations must take place before we can begin to make use of electricity? Who knows? Endless and infinite amount of transformations. The upper triad. The upper triad represents the world of concealment, And that is the world of Mashiach ben David. Mashiach ben David. Okay? Then there is Umihase ulamata, from the breast and downwards, because we know that the body is actually a miniature universe. And as we observe the whole universe, that is how Shaptai Danilo, who was a physician, could tell us everything there was to know about space, about planets, about... The signs of the zodiac. I mean, did he visit these places? He knew if the weather was hot, if the weather was cold. The only place we thus far have reached has been the moon, but the other planets remain concealed. How did Shaptai Dunelow know all this? Because he understood the anatomy of the of the, of the of a, of a human being, and he related every part of the body to energy intelligences. Therefore. The bottom line is called the chazer, the breast. It's a code name in Kabbalah, because we know from the breast upwards that's the concealed, the the more refined aspects of the body. It's the lower triad, the lower part of or beneath the breast, that deals with more of the material sense, right? The blood the blood of the heart, the air of the lungs. But the intestine steel, <clears throat> which you might say the physical or the nitty gritty of of things, right? The material, the corporeal aspect, that is the lower part of the Magin David. Which I, for those of you who are not too familiar with, that I I, I don't want, I can't go into the Magin David. But that Jewish star represents six points, which represent six forces of energy, intelligence, one in a potential mind thought state. And one in an actual state. Alright? Now from the actual state. <clears throat> and from there will come forth the Mashiach, the Messiah. Which will be referred to by a code name. Ben Yosef. Now you notice it does not say David. David is the Mashiach. It does not say Yosef is the Mashiach. It says Mashiach ben david and mashiach ben yosef i mean if these two uh, we are under the impression that david will come back some people are under that impression in event that mashiach comes back and he represents uh the mashiach but the, the zora is not saying that he says mashiach ben david and mashiach ben yosef because they're both coming from two different places All right, ulaficha, ulaficha, yesh machloket. There is a conflict. Ben Mashiach ben David Mashiach ben Yosef lematarat gmaratikun. What a revelation! That both the Mashiach ben Yosef, and they're both called Mashiach, right? They're both called Mashiach. They're both obviously the salvation. The word Mashiach means salvation. Both with the same purpose and yet representing two different kinds of energy forces. One representing the head kind of force, the thought force, and one represents the physical, the actual force, the manifested state of a force. But he says that there will be a machloket, there will be a conflict between these two as to the objective of Gemara Tikkun. We thought, again, he's throwing in a monkey wrench, we thought Gemara Tikkun, which means the end of the correction period, we're all here for correction purposes. For the Tikkun, we're incarnated again and again and again for the purpose of correction. Now suddenly, the Zohar reveals that there will be there is a conflict in the understanding of what Mashiach is really all about. So, for the first time, not only were we confused when we read in Pashat Shemot, so much confusion surrounding Mashiach, and now at least we have some consolation that right there amongst the energy intelligences of Yosef and David. They've also got some uh, conflict or understanding or disagreements in what Gemar Tikkun is about. Look how you know, he's so open about it. And he explains it. Ki Mishiyah ben David roze lemloch dahainu lahanig et Yisrael b'pechinato me'amalchut hamalchut shelemala mechaze shazivug hu shalim sham Mashiach ben David, or that energy intelligence that we thought there was only one, Mashiach ben David. You ask most Jews, who's the Mashiach, and they will tell you, Mashiach ben David. Those who are a little more knowledgeable say, oh, there are two. Why are they two? I mean, that's not really that clear. But now he's telling us that there is going to be a conflict. And there has always been a conflict on how this whole situation is going to evolve and how it's in fact going to end. What does the Mashiach ben David desire? That the world operate on the level of Mimalchut In other words, not to be dealing with anything of a material or corporeal uh, uh, characteristic. Be totally flying. Now you know why people stop learning Kabbalah, right? Space cadets. What? Space cadets. Yes. We're all supposed to space out and live in a world of reality, illusion. What do you call it?
1: Reality. What?
0: Reality. Reality. Well, the scientist also feels that maybe the aspect that we don't see, the thoughts, the head trips, is what reality is about. And you know they might even be right. Why? Because I haven't found yet anybody. Who's built a a skyscraper 84 stories high. That didn't go through a head trip first. So it looks like the head trip is really important. Why when people. Try to to stay there. Then it suddenly becomes like. He's not. He's not practical. And he's not real. But who, who does anything. Who functions in any which way. Without. Prior thinking. So everybody must go through a head trip. So what the psychiatrist, I guess, is trying to tell us, listen, it's good only for a little while, but don't think all the time. Maybe that's what he means, right? Because once you're flying in your, you're on your cadet spaceship, then you're considered, you know, out on a limb. You're way out there, right? You're not facing the mundane day-by-day realities of life. So we're, we've been conditioned all our life that way. But the Mashiach ben David says no. He wants to lead Israel in his frame of reference. All right? I'm not Mashiach ben Yosef. No, he's not happy with it. Look at the expression of the Zohar not happy with it I mean what's wrong he's not happy with it because you're you're a cadet you know you're a space guy you're always spaced out David he says I'm not happy with that and what happens we learn that in your head trip you must go through a restriction a transformation it's just like the bulb On a physical level, if your head is not in the right place, what does it mean your head is not in the right place? In other words, if your head is thinking one track, give me, give me, give me, it winds up in a disaster. We learn that from the bulb. If the bulb would only operate with its negative quality, without a filament, it winds up as a disaster and but that is the way Meshach ben David rules the universe and he wants the universe to be established that way but not Yosef he doesn't want that but then that operates only a certain way what does it mean? everything must rise If learning the Talmud I mean there is a certain amount you've got to let go That's one of the problems with Kabbalah. I mean you can't have you can't have the illusion together with reality. The illusion meaning the physical things around us. So does it mean the Zohar is now telling everybody look, get rid of all your material wealth and live in you know, live in a cloud. But in any event Mishael Ben Yosef is not happy with that. So now I guess a lot of we, we, who are really into a little of the material world, are going to side with Mishir Ben Yosef, right? He gives us the opportunity to own a Rolls Royce, to own our own plane, our own ship, and, you know, more of the conveniences of life with all the other pleasures that go along with the world of material, Right? in other words everything is revealed you know you're giving me this stuff about if you restrict and then you start getting energy I mean but where's where's my jag you know where's my boat you know this is all fine I'm getting it all it's all coming in but right the bottom line right the bottom line okay David and this we can observe even clearer from the machloket. there was a the disagreement between Shaul and David where Shaul literally was was set on on destroying David he searched him out, wherever he was, to kill him. Now it's strange to understand that being a king, and we know as a king, he he's a navi, he's a prophet. Why would he want to destroy David? So there are commentaries that say that uh, he might have been jealous. But David was never seeking and never expressed... A desire for the kingdom, never, never. I never understood. And yet, Shaul was a prophet, and to the extent that he can change the cosmos completely, change the cosmos completely. I mean, this is was the the nature of Shaul. Not that we should think this man was you know indulged in in murder and uh, you know just. And he went into battle and, and so forth. Ki Sha'ul, he says, no, because Shaul represented, again, the story of the Nach. You could read it as a, as a story with his contradictions and even get wrong impressions about very high people because the moment he was crowned by, Sha'ul, uh, by Shmuel, the big king, he not only became And not only achieved a higher level of consciousness as a prophet, but he reached the realm of Keter. which means, and you know, within the seed, it's like today you can change the DNA in the seed. You can change. That's where he was in this elevated state of consciousness, and we ought to believe that this man had nothing else on his mind but how he can he can get rid of David, his son-in-law. All right. So he answers, Kishaul Hayam ibn Rachel, ben Yosef. Now he's, he's revealing something to us. He was of the frame of reference of Mishir ben Yosef. And David Hayam ibn Leah. Rachel was the lower triad. Leah, in other words, the story of Rachel, the Leah, Rachel, Leah. Again, a story. But we must always resort back to the, what the Zohar tells us in Pashat, Balotcha. It is only a fool and a Tipesh that would ever read the Bible and take it literally. I mean, these are not my words, but the words of Rabbi Shimon. To treat the story of the Torah a, a, as a narrative of, of events is, is one who is a Tipesh. Okay? So therefore, this idea of a Rachel or the idea of a Leah in the Torah are referring to specific energy intelligences, different frames of reference. Leah meaning the upper level of the triad and Rachel, the lower level. And so know from the very beginning that if the Jew Decides the path and the direction of the universe, which doesn't make him better or worse. But if that's, if that's the force, what is called Jew, it means he is encompassed, he includes, and he is, it's part of that into energy intelligence of affecting the whole comp, uh, the, uh, uh, the universe and the cosmos. Know that within the Jew, there is always going to be two camps, two different energy intelligences.
2: Parallel universe. What's that? Parallel universe.
0: Which means they do not necessarily have to be in conflict, although he says they will be. I didn't want to say parallel universes. At that point, they're not going to be. But here it says, and therefore we can understand why it's very difficult for one Jew to get along with another Jew. Right? Because they are, there are these two different types of energy intelligences that if you don't meet up someone from your own camp, you've got a, a total war going through your daily life, throughout your life. So watch out who your partner is. doesn't he only mean your wife, your friend, or whoever. There could be total conflict, even though for the moment it, there might be some unification or harmony that exists between you. But this is what he lays down as the rule. Can you imagine? And he says, For those of you who are not familiar with the, with the story between Yonatan uh, ben Shaul, the son of Shaul, and David. They were, you might say, soulmates. They were two males, but they came from the same... That same frame of reference. The the love between them, and it was certainly Jonathan, who didn't hate his father, respected his father, and yet showed at even at the expense of his own life, was prepared to give up everything to maintain this this contact with David. An unusual friend Relationship where one felt totally for the other.
1: Two males soulmates.
0: Yes, no, but they come from not soulmates insofar as divided from the one soul. That that's male and female, but rather two souls coming from the same tree, from the same line, like Bet-Shamay and Betilel. They come from either the right or left column. They're both they're both good, but they both represent. Two different aspects of the same reality. One uses electrical force in the form of a positive pole, and the other one in the form of a negative pole. But they both are demonstrations and manifestations of the same energy force.
2: Rav Yonatan was the son of Shaul.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So that's where the two, though they were here fighting, that's where they connected, though. On a next generation, they where
0: connect. where where Shaul and David can connect. connect. That's nice. That's nice. Okay? All right? So this, so now we have the idea of what of what this is all about. Why there is conflict. And why we learned that there would be conflict in the world. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. But the Zohar said, if you recall, before we even began, He asked why do we need why are they what is these two mashikhin now we know what they are they both represent two different paths to reality and neither one can be revealed in a unified state unless there is gilui nishmat moshe if you recalled we said that until the soul of moshe now what was the soul of Moshe? And I don't want to go through all of this. But we know that Moshe, once he came, he was in Netzach, victory, he was that chariot. He then became the connecting vehicle and chariot between the head or Ketachach and everything else. He was the connecting link. And therefore, the Zohar says Moshe never died. Moshe never died because if Moshe did not exist all of these two forces could never come together ever again therefore this power of Moshe was revealed on Mount Sinai to bring together the Erev Rav the hating people right, the material people because they represent the material people And obviously material people, even the scientist says, can never fulfill his belly. Can't. Can't fulfill your belly with physical, material uh, assets. It has never happened. The Gemara says one who indulges in in the physical or material world dies with only half his belly filled. Never completely satisfied. Never. And I think we have all found that to be true. Whether we want to live by it, or whether when it says do not smoke because smoking causes cancer, everyone knows it. It does cause cancer, but that doesn't mean everyone stops smoking, right? So it's it's true here as well. No one can ever achieve that connection of fulfilment. Of fulfillment if he is involved within that world. But this is basically going to be the conflict between the world and between what we said about the Mafritse Yisrael El Agoyim Milchama Al And we asked, why are they coming to make Milchama? But I gave you the answer. Do you remember when I told you the little story about my friend who went over to his rabbi and said, rabbi, what happens when Mashiach comes? He says, I'll be out of a job. You remember I told you that little story? You see? Because that rabbi obviously lives in in the realm of the physical, in the realm of Mashiach ben Yosef. Now it's strange, but the Gemara, and he will also say, the Gemara says, without Without this explanation which you have now been provided with today, and I assure you those who learn Gemara do not understand why the Gemara says that Mashiach ben Yosef will die in battle. Mashiach ben Yosef is going to die in battle. Why will he die in battle? I mean, he's not hes not, uh, good. Uh, it's Yosef, Mashiach ben Yosef. Of physicality, that level of physicality, that force that says, Don't let go. Don't let go. And we've discussed that enough in Talmudes and that's why it's difficult for some people to come. I mean, you know, you come to the to that morning session, you know, sometimes you say, Hey, I gotta let go. But the other side says, Let go. What'll happen tomorrow? What will happen tomorrow? Why is everybody pointing a finger to one of our members here? <laughs>
1: right?
0: It's hard. It is hard to let go. It is hard to let go. I mean, who let go and tomorrow I'll have all that I need. If I let go, I'm going to have all and then my belly will be totally filled. It's hard to believe something like that, right? But in any event, this will be, this will be the, uh, the conflict. This will be the conflict. And then if you recall, the Zohar says, <speaking in Hebrew> Why 15? If you've learned the Talmud Spirit, it's not even a problem. Why 15 days? Because 15 is Yud Kei, right? Yud Kei. What does Yutke mean of the tetragrammaton? It's the upper level. It's the upper level. What is that for? So that many of the Jews Yamuta Bachoshechaze. In other words, it's a bad prediction. It's a bad prediction for those who be will be involved in the uh, physicality of things. That's why
2: it's a spiritual darkness, isn't it?
0: Yes, of course. That of course. But you know how many the people... Can be out. Oh, sure. The people that are in physical world will die, the ones that
2: are in spiritual.
0: That is exactly how Rabbi Shimon begins, begins. And what's spiritual, we are not talking about spiritual meaning want to be holy. We are talking about the ones living in reality because from the Zohar's point of view, the people who want to continue to live in illusion... While we may not be aware of the fact that we are living in illusion, but illusion destroys everything. Where is conflict in the illusion? This country wants that. I want this. Everyone wants what? You can't argue that much about. Well, I'm going to take away your spirituality. I mean, what's the tools? How I can take away? If your pleasure is a is a uh, boat. I can take away the boat and then you say I haven't got any more pleasure. But if you have a personal internal satisfaction how can one take it away? It's impossible. Alright? Therefore Rabbi Shimon says "Woe unto those who will be in that at that point. And therefore the Gemara and Rabbi Shimon both say that the Mashiach ben Yosef must go. He must go. That aspect of Ben Yosef, which meant that the world, as it does now, must continue with the Magen David. But what happens, what happens after, after Mashiach, we've discussed it, is the Torah, the written Torah that was given on Mount Sinai, is it eternal? It's gone. Gone. Vanishes with the wind. But if the Torah Is Nitzki, if it's reality, and that's what we're always told, right, Jack? You got to learn Pshat, the Gemara. You know, read the Torah. Don't. What are you going into this heavy stuff for, right? We are told that when Mashiach comes, the Torah disappears. The only thing that is going to be left is Purim. Is Purim. Everything else vanishes. That means it's not nisqi. Well, how could you say the Torah is not nisqi? The aliphate and all, all of this supposedly Kadusha will disappear. So says the Gemara. So says the, the Zohar. What does that mean? It means that the necessity for the instrument of Torah, which deals with what? With the physical illusionary world. How can I transform myself? I'm living in an illusion to one of reality. There are those who are sleeping and still believe they live in the world of reality. It's only the space cadets who are flying, you know, their way out. They're not living in a a real world. I mean, they're happy all the time. How could they be living in a real world? Is the world a happy place to be in? All day, 24 hours a day? Is that what this world is about? Of course not. So if this guy is happy 24 hours a day, 365 days in a year, he doesn't live in the world of reality. Let's get rid of him. Kill him. Right? Put him, in, put him behind bars or lock him up in some mental institution. So Rabbi Shimon says that that is what's going to happen and that is what is destined in Zaman Yomot HaMashiach.
2: How long is it supposed to take for that battle? Where? Uh, okay, Well. Well, well, let's
0: see. Now, you remember, just I don't want to forget to mention this, he threw in. He threw in this little this little paragraph. He's gonna get the light. He's gonna get the light. What does it mean he's gonna get the light? You know how many times you say, Yeah, I see it. Someone explains something to you, you say, Yeah, I got it. I see it. See what? Mm-hmm. What does he see now more than he saw before? Suddenly something became revealed to him. So he says, I see it. I got the light. I got the light. How is one going to get the light? He says. Because we're talking about those secrets from the mitzvot ha-Torah Agnuzim. And like Rabbi Shimon says repeatedly throughout the Zohar that no one will see the light I'm not saying this. I wouldn't have the audacity to make this statement. But no one is going to see the light unless he learns Sodota Torah. Sodota Torah. The secrets of the Torah. That which is concealed within the Torah. That incidentally is Nitzchi, The body? Does it mean there is no soul in the world? Does it mean the soul is not eternal? Of course it is. What is not eternal? The body. Of the soul is not eternal. What is the Torah? If you're talking about. The physical storytelling of the Torah. That's physical. That is not eternal. But that the Torah is not eternal. It is eternal. But what is eternal? That which is hidden. Like the soul within it. Is eternal. And that will remain forever. Even after Mashiach comes. So he says. That's why he inserted this. And this is known to us, he said. We know how to understand and and connect with these 32 paths that are disclosed within the Sodot Torah, And that will be which is left for us. And then we will come to the Hechalot Nechbadim. And he continues. He throws in another, I guess, another piece of information. It's another, it's another path. And this Gan, this paradise, you know, we're still looking for it, right? Some think it's in Atlantic City. (laughs) But it's somewhere, because everybody's looking for it, right? Some
2: think it's in Las Vegas.
0: What? Or in Las Vegas. But, I mean, it's somewhere, and we're all looking for it. We're going somewhere. It's
2: not in Las Vegas. (laughs) <laughs>
0: oh, right. right. Anyway, this gun is surrounded. He says, <laughs> <laughs> and Mashiach is right there. and u'machanot shel In other words, Mashiach becomes revealed not only for us. For the world he becomes revealed through these Amuda'esh like we described before but then it's too late already. Now he's telling us that Mashiach is revealed every month Rosh Chodesh, and the Arisa says also, Erev Rosh Chodesh, On Shabbat, Yamim Tovim. These are cosmic days by which the unification of the world comes into play. Those are the days when Mashiach makes his appearance. So it's not only (coughs) it happened or it's going to happen some future date, it happens now. Each and every single week, each and every single week, Mashiach makes his appearance. Which Mashiach? Oh, which Mashiach? Right? Well, I guess he means Mashiach Ben David, ben David. Ben David. <coughs> because uh, what we say on, say on Shabbat or a Shkodesh, we we move into another e- elevated state of consciousness. That means we leave over the material world, whether it's just during the time of Tfilah or meditation, or whatever, but we we can leave over that physical world on these days, and then we can become immersed totally. All right. And now he goes into a more broader meaning of Mashiach. He's talking about the Mashiach all the time in the Zman of the Galut. On these particular days, or when he mentioned, remember the nest of the bird, what does he mean about that? It means there are times when we can make connections with Mashiach and we do not necessarily have to wait for that day when he's going to make his appearance. Is still a person you're saying?
2: Talking
1: about, saying his?
0: Well, we know already it doesn't mean a person. Now we know it means a force called Mashiach. And now he's trying to tell us something new. He says, we've been discussing all along those who are living in Galut and that means living in prison maybe all day and not being within a prison because Galut doesn't mean Galut doesn't mean exile outside of Israel because Moshe Moshe was never in Galut Rabbi Shimon was never in Galut the rest of the Jews may have been in Galut why? because he's saying that Mashiach is not that day. When he appears. Because when that happens. All you can have is troubles. He says Mashiach is not an idea. That comes. At the end of the Galut. Mashiach comes every day. Sure, they are both working. Mashiach ben Yosef. And Mashiach ben David. But Mashiach ben David. Works when? On Shabbat. He works on Yom Tov. But he comes every week. And every week you can make that connection with Mashiach. This is a revelation. Because we have been under the impression that Mashiach will come when the world comes to its final conclusion. Either through, as he said, a ball of fire at Abishimon. One way it'll come. Destroying everybody. And only those who have learned the Zohar will know that there is only one shelter that we can resort to. And that's caves. Caves. Incidentally, caves, maybe one day some scientists will pick up this cassette and listen to it and say, well, they say caves can be nuclear or or radiation-free. Let's go and investigate it. It's going to be so hard to investigate it. Anyway, that's where Rabbi Shimon says, for those of us who will have to go through that period, and if that ball of fire must come down because there is no other alternative, he says, go hide in caves. But in any event, that's for those who want to wait until that period. But there are those who do not want that. They want to get now. Now he's saying another thing. God the God, which is a coded name for Ketachach <clears throat> Mabinah. But it also means where energy intelligence is totally unrevealed. Totally unrevealed. You ask a scientist, what is electricity? What's the essence of electricity? All he can tell you is when you touch it, that's electricity. But now explain, what is it? It's a force. It's a force that does a lot of things. But what is it? What is the atom? At one time they thought the atom was... A proton, neutron, an electron. Now they know there's something more internal. Internal, internal, internal. Until we know that we're talking about pure energy. But that is not even in any way connected with the physical world. In no way connected with the physical world. And that energy must come out. That's naked, raw energy. Naked, raw energy. When that is revealed is when the totality of Mashiach will come. The totality of Mashiach will come. And Yisrael enam kedayin ligula and obviously and again he's making a prediction that the Jew will it seems not be prepared or k'day, meaning worthy or meriting the nimshachim la'olam bekol pam palm sheyamshich hakava small dinim kashim umarim kein lecha or shlo shech be'gim kavim. Just like in the electric bulb, there are three. There are three parts. Those three parts create a circuit of energy. But, touch the raw energy, you get a shock. If it's protected, insulated, and everything that goes along with it, then it's okay. But like this, that raw energy can do nothing other than hurt. Okay? He even gives us days when the Mashiach could have appeared. We know one of the cases was when one, one of Shabbat, uh, the Ari told his students, <coughs> we can bring Mashiach this day, Shabbat. This was the story that was told about the Ari. He says, but it only depends on one thing, that on this one day, we must live as a, an example of a one unified whole. Okay? Well, hearing this and Mashiach is coming and it's all over. And of course, now we know Mashiach comes every Shabbat. So not only did we learn that he's coming at the end, but for each individual person, if he wants to enjoy Mashiach and all that Mashiach means, he can get him every Shabbat. All right. So everyone in expectation was watching that there should be no conflict between uh, the students and so on. And when it came to the, and when it came to the um, the almost conclusion of Shabbat, two children, two children of two of the students began to quarrel. And when they started quarrelling, in came the mothers. And when they couldn't settle this argument, they of course brought their husbands out. Maybe they could straighten, and then they got into a conflict. And at the end of Shabbat, they were all waiting for. Mashiach, right? And he didn't appear. And he said, "Because that little conflict prevented Mashiach from coming." But in any event, Mashiach can come every Shabbat, and he does come every Shabbat for those who are prepared and know how to take advantage of it. So it's not only the the uh, the uh, general or the uh, cosmological. Mashiach that we're talking about, but that each and every single one of us, according to the Zohar, has access now to that Mashiach that will come whenever he comes. But we can tap that Mashiach every Shabbat. Another revelation.
2: Why can't we tap the Mashiach of Ben Yosef? What's that? Why can't we tap uh, Mashiach of Ben Yosef?
0: Because the, um, while the physical reality is necessary, it's absolutely necessary. If it wasn't necessary, we wouldn't have things that exist in the corporeal, physical, material, um, uh, uh, um, manifestation. However, we know that it is still the world of illusion. The scientist tells us that every physical entity consists of 99% of something which is not of a physical reality. Atoms, intelligences, sub-sub-sub-atomic entities, which already do not reflect materialism in any which way, because it is the world of illusion. Therefore, that, just like the Torah, the physical Torah, must disappear because it has no place. Mashiach means what? A a total connection and also the total revealment of reality and the total removal, the total removal of of the physicality of the world of illusion. What he's saying actually is, uh, can we start with Mashiach ben Yisrael. What I'm really saying is, why can't we get well, to We the must. To we must. So
1: that is the
0: path. We must. That's the way the world was established. It was established with Etzah Hayim, and it was established with Etzah Dat why did, why did Hashem have to create both entities? Because the illusionary world, referred to as the Etzah dat, the tree of knowledge, good and evil, was an integral part in, in the way to achieve the objective of tikkun, of correction, without illusion, without evil, without a desire to, for evil, without a desire to, to create or conduct ourselves in a negative way, we could not achieve the objective of removal of bread of shame. So it's a vital necessity, the illusion. However, however, does that mean that it will never disappear, that we will always live in that illusionary strife frame of reference? The answer is no. Even if it means at least once a week removing ourselves from that illusionary world. But not tapping into. In other
2: words, if we desire that jet, we won't get it still. And once we do tap into Mashiach Ben Yosef, we will get it. You have it. The physicalness of it. You have it. But not the physicalness of it.
0: Who wants the physicalness? And what happens if there's a snowstorm? And my plane can't take off. I still want to get to Acapulco. But when Ben Yosef, Mashiach Ben Yosef does take over and rules, won't we get to that level? No. No, That's because the physical reality still must, must be of an integral part of, of the way this universe but operates. So and so Malchut functions. still will rule. Malchut will rule, but the Malchut of Mashiach Ben David. Mashiach Ben David.
1: Masha Ben Yosef is also transformational quality.
0: Yes. But the, the, uh, in conjunction with that transformation, the the physical part must not cease to operate, right? The body must exist. From the
1: point of view of the Masha Ben Yosef. Meaning
0: the body, meaning the internal energy of a desire to receive for oneself alone must be present. That'll be bila Hamavet Lanetzach. We discussed this morning, immortality. Yes. What is immortality? Does that mean we'll die when Mashiach comes? On the contrary, all bodies will be resurrected. What does that mean? Because the factor that creates mortality, that creates death, is the force known as the desire to receive for oneself alone. If that will be totally transformed, then the action, the aspect of death, which means desire to receive restriction, squeezing out life, which is the desire to receive for oneself alone, when it ceases to function, then all you have left is what?
1: Immortality.
0: Immortality. That's why there was always long life, and now we are heading back to longer life again. Why are we heading back to longer life? Because throughout the centuries since Surabishimon, Shimon, no, it was there was a point where it went down, the average lifespan was thirty-five. And now it's going up. What is that indicative? Why is it going up? Because the, doctor? the doctors? <laughs> Heaven help us? Right? No, the science. Huh? No,
2: the doctor, the science.
0: But there is something which we call the age of Aquarius, which means revelation of what? Of knowledge, Spiritual. transformation. Now you say, so everyone is getting better, right? No, it doesn't mean necessarily that everyone is getting better, but it means there is an accumulation over the years of the transformation. There were people and there are people who are still making an effort to transform the desire to receive for oneself alone to one of sharing. That accumulation of all of that energy is the the reason, the cause, for longer life, and ultimately where we reach the the point of immortality. All right.
2: Whatever, Moshe, prepare yourself.
0: Come now. I'm, come, come, Moshe. Hello, I want. He says we got a lot of time left. We got eight minutes, but I, I wanted to maybe just give you. Uh, uh, Give you a little more preview of what's going to happen, huh? All right. Actually, you can read it yourself. It's awful.
1: It's awful for those.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, In any event, what 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 remains for us to understand from this zohar is that we all have an opportunity, not only when Mashiach comes, but each and every single Shabbat, if you know how to handle it, if you know how to deal with it. And you know how to connect with it, you're tapping that 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 level, that intelligence of, of Mashiach. Now you don't have to wait until he comes. Because that he comes means everybody has begun to tap it, or that ball of fire has gotten rid of those who who can't let go. And so you know how you let go
2: clean
0: up time <laughs> clean up time unfortunately yeah. and that's how do right. you yeah. connect on shabbat well that's you know yeah, after that, after that, that's no. right no 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 that that's the that we, the we get at you know, the end that's when it all becomes manifested yes. yes but during the shabbat is when you make this yeah, connection the
1: whole shabbat, yeah. Oh, there it's there so lovely it's, report,
0: it's right. so lovely on shabbat or shabbat no in shabbat in shabbat in shabbat oh you put the what? plug in. That's right. Yes. Oh, what I'm pleasures. Like <laughs> what <laughs> pleasures. <laughs> For you especially. For you especially, if you knew that secret. Forget it. Oh. <sighs> oh. In any event, all right, we have a few minutes left. So if anybody has maybe a question or two. so. Hey,
1: question. Uh, you... uh, just an update. Uh, when we took the courses on 23rd Street uh, a few yes. months ago, yes. You spoke of the year
0: 1988 as being. You say, I spoke a few months ago. Yes. Two Can years. you imagine? It's exactly year. uh, two, years. Two, years two years minus uh, a week or two. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that's beautiful. That's it ah, beautiful. Beautiful. It, well, it was so nice to hear it say it was yesterday.
1: Still spaced
0: out. No. Sorry. Spaced no, out. Sorry. no you're, you're, you're. Of course. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: Anyway, you you, uh, remember you said to us that uh, 1988 would be a very
0: crucial year.
1: year. You didn't know if it was good or if it was bad. And then you spoke also that time of Mashiach. You said that Mashiach ben Yosef was a substance at that time. And you said, Israel, the, the, the birth of the state of Israel might be that substance. And then 40 years later, Mashiach Ben David would show up, and that would give us the year 1988. I just wanted to know if you had an update on those uh, <laughs> <laughs> revelations.
0: It, it kind of <laughs> still you holds.
1: You
0: <laughs> if you had an it's, on it, it, that. It, it's, it's Well, the update is I haven't changed my mind. Is
1: anything new? Do you know, you know you better than what might happen?
0: Yeah. 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 What? I, I think it it's closer to reality.
1: That yeah. I'm
0: still missing, we're still missing one ingredient, which maybe doesn't have to come, is what we studied before, and that was, Well, we see a little of that here and there. Uh,
1: they, they some Jews. What's that? Yeah. With the Israelis, uh, That's right. Think, uh, the Arabs. Yeah. No, was a, right.
0: And I didn't want to get into uh, into what it says. Yeah, okay. Because it says it says at the end of this uh, you know, the end of the Zohar, which I I, I prefer you all read. It, it's in English as well as, uh, as Hebrew. It's, he, he's more specific about uh, this period, you know, about how, why the Muslims ruled over Israel almost four hundred years to the date. This was Rabbi Shimon's prophecy, but it wasn't his prophecy. He just read the cassette, right? No prophecy. And and how it ended to the date of four hundred years, and how he how we know that uh, there could be a lot of problems and we at the same time, they could be avoided. And I think, I think that, I, I don't want to, you know, if I sat here and told you what I think, I can only tell you, and I would be a fool if I told you that 1988 is it because I would then have to know or even control everyone's personal destiny. Right, because if we're all going to turn into real material people and we forget about connecting with real, the real reality of, of energy, then we're never going to make it. So who am I to say yes or no? Right.
2: And what about the automatic uh, taking over?
0: That's what I'm saying. The automatic taking over will occur if we don't do the job.
2: Right.
0: If we don't do the job. No, I, I, when, but it'll when would it-